Feel it coming in the air yeah. And the screams from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill It's a dangerous Stop. love affair Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Stop. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who gon' this town tonight Hey, welcome in to the Guadalajara Sports Talk Show 888-346-9144 is the number to call in Join us on the show, Monday through Friday, we are live in studio today with Demery Lachey. I am live here in studio riding solo. Kwame Lasseter and both Kurt Feldkeller right now are both out on assignment. I know Kwame, he should be calling in. I know he's traveling right now throughout the airports. Uh, he was out there in Indianapolis for the weekend over the, the huge, uh, the number one, I guess, watch sports category over the weekend was the NFL Combine, which is surprisingly, I mean, um, Steph Curry was on the court Saturday night, which we'll get, we'll discuss that as well, because I mean, the, the guy just keeps on he, he just keeps on giving, he just keeps on going, and it's 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 starting to become like nonsense. So, uh, other than that, yeah, the NFL Combine is being wrapped up today. The DBs are on the field uh, as we speak, as we they're wrapping up. Uh, we're gonna go through some of the, some of the highs and lows it's on some of the performers and uh, see who kind of stood out. Get my take on it. Get my debate. Um, also, like I told you, NBA news as well. Uh, it's getting down to the wire. Last couple of games, last couple of weeks of the season, uh, we're about a month away. Some teams are stepping up, and some teams that you know I'm starting to scratch my head about. That MVP race is starting to get closer, not quite, uh, to the point where Steph Curry is. It, he's like just pulling away, and it's it, it's not fun. It's not funny. I think he just had one of the greatest weeks of basketball um, once again. That I've have not seen in quite some time since I, I guess the Jordan era, um, I guess since earlier this season when Curry had a, another tremendous month. Uh, we're gonna touch upon also what's going on with Cleveland. What's going on in Cleveland? Cavaliers is not looking too, not looking too uh, too exciting anymore. I know Joe Johnson. They were really hungry about them. Really hungry about that guy and signing him to their to their squad, adding a new member. But you know Joe Johnson took his talents to South Beach. He is now a in Miami, Miami Heat, ready to join D Wade and them boys. Uh, it's a great pickup, especially with Chris Bosch going through his conditions, and um, you know there, there needs to be a, another star, I guess you could say, um, another impact besides D Wade that can help the Heat going into the playoffs. And Joe Johnson, I think he's a good, good guy to fit. So we'll discuss that a little bit more. So we're gonna start the show off, you know, talking, discussing about the NFL Combine. You know, it's finally wrapping up. Uh, today is Monday, in which you know the DBs are finally on the field. Uh, everyone else has participated, have came and gone and conquered, and some of the guys that really stood out, you know, on the performance-wise, who uh, a lot of the bigger names, you know, which you know we wanted to see stand out and see how their numbers lined up. It's all it's obviously just a numbers game at this point at this combine. Uh, but one guy who you know pretty much matched up with, with what's seen on film. And what numbers are presented, you know, in a combine standpoint is the quarterback, you know, Carson Wentz. We're going to start there. Uh, phenomenal performance he put on Saturday. You know, that's the busiest day of the weekend. Saturday where it's the, uh, it's the quarterbacks, you know, the, the wide outs, the wide receivers are out and about as well. Uh, but, I mean, Carson Wentz, just, he just put on a phenomenal display. If you get a chance, you know, go to – uh, NFL.com, do some other research, you know, do go through some streams to see this guy's workout. I mean, he 
he he's all but said and done. I think the number one overall quarterback um, in this draft class. I don't think it's a strong and I don't think a strong quarterback draft class at all. I don't think it's really that deep this year. Um, you know, the bigger names was you know with Carson Wentz, uh, Paxson was a big name as well. Uh, Golf, the kid coming out of uh, Cal. Uh, those are you know your three biggest names, and then you of course you got homegrown names like Trevon Boykin, uh, Dak Prescott, um, you know some of those names, but I don't think they're going to make a huge impact, um, especially from day one standpoint. Uh, the three guys I named first, I mean those are the three guys, the biggest names who could make an impact if NFL teams want to make that reach. I think it's some guys who are eligible free agents and um, with the NFL experience who are still young. You know, who are still young and could start for a team like a RG3, uh, like a Colin Kaepernick who wants to put his name in the trade rumors. Um, Kirk Cousins now, I mean, he just, I think he's uh, going to sign that franchise tag. I think Washington screwed themselves in the foot there, but now they had to go with signing, you know, Kirk Cousins up to a one year guarantee, what, 20, supposed to be expecting over $20 million. Uh, <laughs> For Kirk Cousins. Uh, yeah, we, we'll discuss that as well later on in the show. But the bigger names, you know, like I said, Carson Wentz stood out uh, phenomenal. I mean, this guy put on a great display um, on this Saturday. He had great times, you know, in his 40. He tied for the fastest 40. You know, he ran a 4-7. And for his size, being at 6-5, I believe he listed at 6'5", six, 6'5", I think he, he may be a little bigger than that. Uh at least on the on the weight size. I mean, it, it's a big guy. And he's bigger out of the, the other few quarterbacks, you know, other than Paxson and uh, Goff, who are, you know, the other bigger names. But to top off, you know, his performance, I mean, for a quarterback that size to run the speed and the way that he did, I mean, it was great. You know, you couldn't ask for more. You couldn't ask for less for a, a gentleman, you know, who's put in the work in that time, especially right now on a big stage. Um you know, in front of, you know, NFL prospects, NFL scouts, uh, coaches, GMs, I mean, in front of everyone. And for him, to, you know, to, to do that on that busy Saturday, like I said, it's, it's the busiest day of the weekend. It's where everybody, they're finally getting in town. Uh, you know, it's either, you know, if you're the tight ends, the wideouts, you want to get that timing down, showing that, you know, you put in that work. And for you know, Wentz to come out on the field, throwing the guys that he's, you know, never worked out with, never, obviously, I didn't see any North Dakota State wide receivers um, in this combine, but with that being said, I mean, he made the receivers look phenomenal. I mean, every pass point during the passing drills was on point. Um, He ran well, he worked out well, he, you know, he was top performer in each category. I mean, whether it was the bench press or whether it was the, uh, the 40, the hurt, the, uh, excuse me, where there was the 40, the vertical jump. I mean, he performed phenomenal. He stood out, you know, like no other in, in every category he did. So I think if you're looking for a quarterback, he is, he will be the number one guy coming off the board. Um, no doubt about it. There is, you know, but it's just, now you're looking at it. Where do you put a guy like him? You know, where do you take a, where do you take that risk? Is he the starting quarterback, you know, for your franchise now today? Can he go somewhere and back up, you know, a, a true veteran? I know rumors right now are being talked about with uh, Tom Brady 
earlier this morning, ready to sign his two-year extension, which will take him out to, I believe, 2019. He will be, you know, obviously he, he's not going anywhere, and I think that will solidify his whole career being done in New England. Um, I think this is that, that last one, that last go-around, and that will take him up to at least 42 years old by the time he finishes off that last season. So uh, it was rumors that, you know, Garoppolo, the quarterback they drafted in the second round a couple of years ago, uh, of of trade rumors. You know, obviously the New England Patriots lost their first-round draft pick and due to the deflate gate, and I heard they're looking to shop. They're looking to grab a first-round pick. Not only that, the second round, uh, they do have this, still their second-round choice, uh, second-round selection, picking up a quarterback again, you know, in that second-round standpoint is something that New England would not hesitate on. Garoppolo has learned under Josh McDaniels, under – Bill Belichick under Brady, um, that's a savvy, you know, position to have in the NFL. You know, that's that's that resume is pretty standard. So I think, you know, giving that kid a shot, giving him somewhere else a look out, a look at it. Other teams, I'm pretty sure other teams are picking up the phones now, ready to get in contact. Uh, and, you know, with this draft class and, you know, the, pr- the productivity, I think it's pretty low standard in the quarterback class. Uh, but they could look to get a guy like Carson Wentz. They could look to get uh, Jared Goff. I mean, Jeff Drinksko, the guy out of Louisiana Tech, he performed very well as well. Connor Cook is a big name. I think he's going to be a huge name on the standard. It's coming out of that Michigan State uh, pipeline, you know, with producing the Kirk Cousins. And I think Connor Cook is that next guy. I think he'll have a very bright future. Uh, or you could take a risk in doing with Vernon Adams, the kid out of Oregon. I mean, you see the way our short quarterbacks are dominant and how they can change the game, kind of like a Russell Wilson um, aspect. I don't think he performed as well as I thought he would for the smaller guy. Uh, I think he is 40 times over a 4.8. I, I would have suspected that guy to run at least like a 4.6, 4.7. I mean, he showed that type of quickness, speed, agility, you know, throughout the season at Oregon and before that at Eastern Washington. So um, I don't think he performed that well, but, you know, he still always get a pro day, and that's when a lot of guys make up that time and, you know, now it's time to go to the drawing boards. If you want to prepare for your pro day, prepare for the pro day for one more display, get in that drawing boards, get into the meeting rooms. Uh, time to start performing well in interviews and breaking down the knowledge of football. So, I mean, with all that being said, I mean, it's some it's some decent guys in that quarterback standpoint where I could see New England, you know, doing this all over again. You know, getting a guy early second, second round, third round. And, you know, building with that. Uh, another team like that is like the Arizona Cardinals. You know, you got a guy like Carson Palmer. He's pushing uh, he's pushing 40 in the NFL. So, uh, you know, his time is limited. But, you know, there's rumors that they weren't even looking at the quarterback position this year, although they are not shying away from it. And a guy like Bruce Arians, he may set simple point standpoint. If he go get go and get a quarterback, he does not want to sit that quarterback for, you know, for years. He doesn't buy into it. Obviously, with him coaching Peyton Manning, Andrew Lux of the NFL world, he when he gets a young quarterback, Joe Flacco, he wants those guys out there from the get-go, from the beginning. You know, you, you're going to learn this, you know, with all darts flying at you at one point. We're going to put you out in that world, out in that quicksand. You better learn. You better grow up, mature. And, you know, it, it's been very successful for the quarterback whisperer in building, you know, with the young quarterback. If he's drafted early, the success has been there. It's showed. So, uh, you know, look out for Arizona. Maybe taking a, taking a, uh, all the when, excuse me, with him and Kime getting together. You know, the story came out the weekend after Saturday's performance. They came out Sunday. You know, discussing. You know, we may take a look at that. 
uh, one guy I was not impressed with, uh, Cardell Jones coming to Ohio State. I mean, literally, man, you had weeks and days and time to get prepared for the biggest stage. Cody Kessler as well, the guy USC. I, I was not, you know, too thrilled about their performance. Um, but a guy like Cardell Jones, you know, he should have came out a year before last season, and now he put his name in the hat of now all the, uh, I don't know, underrated, I guess you could say, of an NFL quarterback class and him not standing out even in an underrated class or overrated class, I guess you could say. He's not living up to that standpoint or even standing out the way that, you know, others thought, you know, his, and I understand now you got to look at, oh, he didn't play as many games. Well, no, he had a whole season with Ohio State. You know, those three games he had rolling last season to win the national championship, you know, that was something you could definitely build up on and, you know, succeed off that energy going into the next season. And that didn't really stand out. You know, JT Barrett had a lot to say about that, and he didn't look too comfortable at Ohio State the way he did and led to his performance in the combine. I, I was not impressed. I mean, I know he got injured. I know he pulled his hamstring uh, while running the 40, but you had months and times and weeks and days to prepare yourself for this moment. Uh, you got to get your body right. You know, my aspect of a poor hamstring, it means you're not stretching, you're not nourishing your body enough, you know, and to the point where you had to go at a full speed standard. I don't think he really concentrated on the 40, but if you're going to put yourself in, if you're going to run it, then you got to make sure you're healthy enough to do it. And that was the downfall. So obviously his pro day, he'll get better. He can show uh, some more display. He still has a, a, a ton of time. You know, all these guys – uh, in the combine, I do have a ton of time to, to still display something brand new at the Pro Day if they did not have a great performance. So, uh, Kwame Lasser Sports Talk Show, we're going to jump into our first break. After the, after the break here, we're going to discuss more of the NFL Combine and NBA world. You know, had a great weekend. That guy, Steph Curry, still doing his thing. Kwame Lasser Sports Talk Show with Demi Lachey, and we'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel tune in to the voice america variety channel on the voice america talk radio network voice america variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community our experts come from all walks of life and the topics they discuss are everything from current events arts and entertainment leadership parenting relationships self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Yeah. Yeah. Look, 
I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of my energy. They trying to take away from a Hey, welcome back. Welcome back in. Kwame Lasso Sports Talk Show. 888-346-9144 is the number to call in. Join us on the show here. Demi Lachey live in studio. Kwame Lasseter, Kurt Felkeller out on assignment. Kurt shall be calling in here very soon. I know he just landed out there in the LBC in Long Beach, California. Uh, and I know he's, me and him were texting back and forth over the weekend over some of the uh, games that are being played in the NBA world. Uh, and also, you know, talking about the combine as well. And, you know, I want to go over to like the wide receiver position because, I mean, obviously I got a, special in heart this is like you know this is my position this is the one you know I played back in school but only you know I just take accountable accountability for it so when I'm checking out the numbers checking out the the performers you know I'm looking out you know who who's really standing out you know the one guy who I really wanted to see perform and I'm not mad that the brother did not perform at all was uh Laquan Treadwell because you know he had he did come off a serious leg injury after his junior year came back senior year balled out um, and, you know, he took this time out. He took this time, you know, to come out and outperform, and he's going to wait on the pro day, in which in this in this case, you know, that's that's okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm cool with that. So another name that I was looking to stand out in the receiver aspect was uh, Braxton Miller, a kid out of Ohio State. I know he changed positions and, you know, they had the whole, you know, trio quarterback issue down there in Ohio State um, between him, Baird, and Cardell Jones. And he opted into the receiver position, came out, told everyone publicly uh, before Coach Meyer did so as well. Um, but, you know, I'm looking for this guy, you know, to perform. He didn't get that many um, opportunities, I guess you could say, as a wide receiver. I mean, he was starting. I mean, he did, you know, catch several balls and, uh, you know, had a ton of attempts. But to actually see this guy perform as a receiver, you know, in open space at a combine necessary of, of a workout – um, this was a chance, you know, for, I think for him to stand out and to make a name that, you know, not only am I a, a great, you know, not only was I a great quarterback, not only am I a great athlete, but I can play the receiver position as well, meaning I can get in and out of my breaks on routes. I can, you know, get my feet moving. I can make that second move at the top of my route, you know, to shake a defender off. I want to see that whole aspect of it. And Honestly, I want to see how he performed um, top speed-wise. You know, it was rumored and word that this guy was probably the fastest guy in the draft class because how quick he was on display during uh, the senior bowl uh, practices and, you know, the one-on-one matchups, all his videos and stuff were all, you know, all went viral throughout the uh, social media world and everything. But, you know, I was looking to see how he was going to put it all together, you know, on a big stage at the NFL Combine. You know, you now you out of Columbus. You know, you out of the shoe now. Now is you know you're going against guys who've been doing this for years. Uh, it's not just at Ohio State. You know, this is guys who've been putting in this work, you know, for quite some time. And you know, it was rumored that this guy, you know, in the forty standpoint, that you know he was a four three four, you know, maybe low four four type speed. And you know, he topped out, clocked out at a four five, which. Coming as a quarterback, you know, that's respectable, you know, for a guy who wants to play in a slot receiver. And I think he will play that at the next level. He still have a ton, you know, sky's the limit for Braxton Miller. But um, I think he was a bit nervous come Saturday's performance. I say this because when I was looking at the drill work, um, he had a lot of slippage, you know, kept sliding around sliding around the field a lot. I don't know if the Colts' atmosphere was, you know, too slippery for him. I mean, he's played on that field before several times for the Big Ten Championship. Um, he's been there, 
he, he's been there for you know for a couple of days, and he he just couldn't get his feeding right. It looked like I mean even during his forty time, <clears throat> with him clocking out at a four five, it looked to see you know I'm looking at his starts. You know, it looked like he was slipping out of that as well. Um, I don't know if it was because he had new cleats, new turf being laid down. I don't know what the case was, but he just seemed like he did not look comfortable at all. And, uh, you know, he performed in, you know, everything he could perform in. But when it came to the routes on there, when no one's, you know, necessarily guarding you, you know, you you want to make the best performance. It's like a workout. It's practice. And it, he didn't look good at all. He, he, it was a bad performance. I mean, literally every Every time he was going off a route, I was like, I hope he stays up. I hope he stands up. Um, in which, you know, he can grow from this. He can build upon it. I mean, it was great to see him actually do this one-on-one and, and a whole workout atmosphere. You know, this is, not, it's, this is the first time I actually got to see him. I think we all have uh, without being at Ohio State's practices or except for watching Ohio State football game where he's probably limited to about six to seven, you know, attempts a game. This is where, you know, he's on display one-on-one kind of a practice atmosphere without the pads, and he, he just didn't look comfortable enough. Um, I was not impressed at all. You know, I was waiting for this guy to shock the world, shock me, um, make it seem like, yeah, I'm here to stay. But uh, that, that didn't really happen. I want to get a lot of kudos to uh, the guy, Will Fuller, coming out of Notre Dame. And he was kind of a mid you know, mid-level type receiver to me. I don't. I didn't see him really standing out. I mean, he has pretty good measures. You know, he's a pretty tall individual. He was the leading receiver uh, for, you know, Notre Dame being at six foot, 190 pounds. You know, he he stood out as a top speed receiver, and he showed that, you know, during his 40 time, clocked out at a 4-3. I believe that was the fastest out of all the receivers. And it's funny because on the NFL Network, all those guys are just saying, this is probably the slowest overall class of wide receivers that came out in quite some time. And, you know, with that being said, I mean, I was, at first I was like, yeah, he's right. You know, that's that's not a good look coming into the NFL with slower times. But my favorite part is the when they do, the, like, the, the semi-correlating film where they show someone in the NFL, like Antonio Brown, they show him next to, like, Will Fuller. They show him next to, uh, like, Tyler Boyd coming into the draft class, Josh Doxon. They show, you know, them starting off, and then they'll show their times. You know, Antonio Brown, arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL right now, pound for pound, ran clocked in at a 4.6. So with this draft class being so slower and, you know, it's everyone, I think the average is about like a four, high four fives. Everyone that was running a four five, four set, four six. Uh, one guy topped out at a 4.7. So with that being said, I mean, I think it's okay still. I think you can still find you a legit receiver you can grow with. Um, I don't think no one stood out as a number one threat, you know, uh, like Laquan Treadwell. I think he'll be a number one, but a guy like a like a Corey Coleman uh, coming out of Baylor is a big name. The guy Josh Doxon coming out of TCU, he ran a four or five. So, uh, you know, I think those guys can still make their way in the NFL because like a Antonio Brown, where you don't have to run a four three four four speed. Um, because if you look at the history that the Oakland Raiders drafted on, they just wanted to draft straight speed, and we saw how that turned out to be. But now when they get guys like a Michael Crabtree, when they get, you know, like a James Jones, in which they had half of the year, they were very successful. You know, Amari Cooper, he wasn't running no 4-3s. He, he ran a high 4-4, low 4-5, and, you know, you see his production. So as a receiver standpoint, you know, what they're mentioning, 
you know, watching it, you heard Anna say this is probably the slowest class. It's not acceptable. No, it's not acceptable. It is the time to show the workout and work for them. But that shows you that how the combine is so just overrated. It shows you, you know, it's just a workout, man. It's just one day we're going to come in here, we're going to work out for the scouts and move on forward. This is not, you know, the, you know, this is not the line where you either in or you out. So, you know, um, these guys do get to put on display once again, once they get to their pro days and show, you know, that they do belong. One guy that showed out um, in the receiver position uh, real quick was Sterling Shepard, the guy out of Oklahoma who uh, helped lead the Oklahoma team from receiver standpoint once their quarterback Trevor Knight got replaced by Baker Mayfield throughout the season. Sterling Sharp Sharper. Sterling Shepard has been there since day one. And he's been performing that position for OU for the Sooners. He ran like a what he ran clocked in a four four forty. He benched the most. I mean I'm talking a kid who's about like five ten, you know, at the most five ten, like a hundred and eighty pounds. You know, clocked in four four. Did the most bench press out of everyone. Um, with 225 pounds, he repped it out 20 times. I mean, we're talking like running back, you know, linebacker numbers. He repped it out 20 times, the most out of any receivers. Uh, that just shows how explosive this guy is. Also, to top it all off, which was my favorite category, is the vertical jump. He jumped a 41-inch vertical. Look out for Sterling Shepard. I know when he's going to get into the NFL, he's going to be very impactful. He's going to make a big presence. Um, and you can see it throughout his game on film, everything lined up for his performance and what he, sh- he displayed. And you could tell he, when he was going through everything, even the passing drills, he looked sharp, he looked good. He just, he's just working out. And that's all, you know, this whole case, this whole big weekend. I don't know why it's dragged out so, so much. It, these kids are just working out, man. These guys are just working out just to get some numbers posted for, uh, you know, some scouts, some coaches to look at, you know, before they go and, you know, evaluate these guys one-on-one. It's just something to get these guys, you know, going. Uh, some other position that stood out, like Sunday, I was looking to see what, how Joey Bosa was going to do. You know, a kid who got um, out of Ohio State. Once again, Ohio State, I believe they had the most representatives in this whole combine. But Joey Bosa, who was rumored at the beginning of the college football season to go number one overall, uh, missed, you know, last some significant time at the end of the season um, for Ohio State. I wanted to see how he came out performing. He looked pretty good. I think he'll still be a top five pick. Uh, he didn't wow me. I don't think anyone really wowed me besides, you know, Sterling Shepard. He put on a great performance. Um, our Heisman Trophy winning running back, I mean, he was phenomenal, Derrick Henry. I mean, his measurements lined up for what, you know, we expected to see out of Derrick Henry. So um, he was he was huge. You know, I think he was very disappointed in his bench press and hitting it 22 times, but, you know, his 40, he ran a 4.52. That's solid for that size, for that how big he is. I didn't know he was six foot three. To be honest with you, I thought Derrick Henry was about six foot, six one. He, he, he measured out at 6'3", you know, two, what, pushing 250, 240. That's a big boy to run a 4.52. That's solid. Ezekiel Elliott had a great day as well. Um but, you know, I, I wanted to see how, you know, Devontae Booker was going to perform in a running back standpoint. You know, he didn't run the 40. Um, but, you know, he did bench well, hitting it 22 times. He did. But nothing else, you know, I was waiting to see what he was going to do out of Utah. So I was kind of disappointed, you know, to see him. It's all about competing. And it's all about, you know, just having a workout day. And 
he didn't, you know, pretty much took himself out of all the categories. Um, so I'm looking forward to see his pro day as well, how he's going to line up. I know, you know, some guys who, some teams who are looking to take Devontae Booker in the first or second round who need some help in the backfield, you know, who are close to a playoff team by one or two running back positions away and need a solid backup. And I think he would be fit uh, right in from day one. So... Kwame Lester Sports Talk Show, we're going to come up with another break. After the break here, we're going to discuss, uh, get into some NBA talk. Like I said, that guy Steph Curry had one hell of a weekend. Damian Lillard is right on his heels and toes and all of the above. He's literally right there in that, in that MVP race. So Kwame Lester Sports Talk Show, we're going to be right back. Uh, you, you listening with Demi Lachey, and we'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back in. Kwame Lasha Sports Talk Show, 888-346-9144. Demi Lachey is here in studio on this live Monday. And it was a great weekend. Uh, Got out to golf a little bit on a Friday uh, out here in Tempe. Um, It was extremely hot. It got hot for the first time, for the first, you know, in a while here. I I shouldn't say for the first time because obviously it's it's the desert. But uh, jumped out about 88 degrees. I mean, it wasn't. It was it was high, it was warm, but uh, it was a great time out there. It was it was still like a little breeze that was coming through from time to time, so it wasn't just a dry heat segment just yet. But felt good to finally get out there. I couldn't wait. I was texting, uh, hitting up the fellas, you know, letting them know, giving them updates on each each and every hole. They was giving me tips and pointers, so it was funny. It was, it was fun to play around with, and uh, can't wait to discuss my final. Outcome, you know, I was gonna let them know by tomorrow's show. If you tune in tomorrow, we're gonna get into it. Let them know how my numbers line up against there. So, um, can't wait to talk about that tomorrow. But if you was checking out anything else besides the combine, uh, I'm pretty sure it was definitely basketball. Basketball, NBA took over for the weekend, and huge kudos once again to this man, Steph Curry. Literally, I'm, I'm. I'm sitting at home on a Saturday night, you know, just uh, 
you know, reminiscing and going through, uh, see what games was being on team being played. And I honestly, I don't know why it, it didn't cross my mind. I literally forgot that the uh, Warriors and the OKC Thunder were playing against one another. And you know, all season long, I've been on, I've been on Wessel Westbrook's. You know, um, I've been on his jock. You know, he's literally my favorite point guard. Uh, going to the season, and every time they talk about Steph Curry, I'm always right behind Russell Westbrook saying, all right, I'm telling y'all, Westbrook, he wants this matchup. He he will dominate them. And, yeah, Curry's doing all this great work in front of everyone else besides Russell Westbrook, you know, and the Clipper, uh, the Warriors got him the first time, you know. And then the second matchup with the game being in Oklahoma City, I was like, there's no way, you know, Westbrook is going to allow that man to come in here and dominate the basketball game. There's no way the way Russell Westbrook played, the heart that he brings on the court. You know, it, there's no way. And still, after Westbrook put up a MVP like performance, I mean, it, it was it was a game. I, I think it was probably the game of the year. Um, it was well anticipated game um, to see this matchup, to see the second time that they'll face each other. I think they got one more matchup before the season end. Uh, to the playoff time, I mean, still Russell Westbrook putting up twenty six points, thirteen assists, seven rebounds, still was not enough to stop this man Steph Curry and the Warriors and to slow them down. Uh, Kevin Durant still had a game of his life. It was so funny. Like I'm texting some of my friends back at home. I'm like, Yo, like Durant is balling tonight. Like he, he's showing a lot of heart. He's he's not shying away. Finally. From, you know, top competitor game, you know, he usually shies away from, you know, the LeBron when he's facing against, you know, those top tier guys like LeBron James, you know, see Kevin Durant kind of, you know, he take he takes those losses. You know, you see him against the Spurs, he struggles. And uh, a team like the Warriors, you know, I was not expecting Durant to, you know, I was going to expect the same old, same old Durant story, but he uh, he put on a good show, man. He putting up seven, went seven for 11 from the three-point range. I mean, he was trying to go toe-to-toe with them boys in, in Golden State, but it, it was just not enough. I mean, literally, when you get a guy like Draymond Green, he does not score a single basket. He makes two free throws. If you get that guy to score no points, I'm thinking, okay, you have no there, – there's no way you can lose a game like that. You being up for most of the game until towards the end of the fourth quarter where the Warriors finally got their first lead – for a guy, for Draymond, if you hold Draymond Green to no points in 44 minutes, like didn't score a basket besides two free throws, you should win that game. If you hold Harrison Barnes to six points, you should be able to win this game. There, there's no excuses. Holding, you know, Andre Iguodala was great off the bench as usual, but if you holding that bench literally to, you know, no influence at all, you should be able to pull this game. There's no excuses for a team like OKC to win this game. And for this guy, Steph Curry, to literally put this team on his back throughout the second half, to put on the performance he did in overtime, in that last shot he made, I mean, you just got to tip your hat off. Not only did he, you know, bring this team back to a victorious win over a great Oklahoma City team that's rolling this year, that's sitting in the number three seed with superstars like Westbrook in his own position at that point guard position, with a superstar like Kevin Durant who could score from anywhere on the court like Curry to literally take another step above those guys to take another step above the game 
how impactful, how exciting that game was. I mean, it was literally they was going blow, but they were they were just throwing blows at one another. I mean, the whole game it was exciting. You know, you didn't want to change the channel, but for Curry to stand out the way he did at a whole nother echelon level, it's it's ridiculous. Tying the NBA record, twelve three point shots made in the game, beating his own record most three pointers made in the season, and he still has about uh, I don't know about ten more games to go throughout this season to just come off another 51-point performance against Orlando uh, within the same week. I mean, he just he just came out, shot 14 and 24. He made 12 three-pointers on 16 attempts. That's the best percentage, you know, from the other two guys in which he tied was Kobe Bryant and Danielle Marshall. But those guys had way more attempts than what Curry put up. 12 of 16 from the three-point range. I mean, the last shot he took to have the guts – to take that shot, to have, you know, the, the manhood to, to really pull up from 40 with ease before the setting and with the clock going down. I mean, when, when he pulled up for the shot, I was like, okay, he's, he's crazy. What is he doing? Literally with the ball midway in the air. And when it hit nothing but net, I'm like, this guy is touched. He, he is the best player on the planet. I don't care about how people say, oh, he's the best offensive player. He's the best shooter. We know that. It's not about, you know, just him, you know, making these shots. It's how he impacts this game. Literally, like, OKC had no, they knew that they were in the game. You know, they knew no matter how far up they get, you know, over the Golden State Warriors, that Golden State was still going to make a run because of the way how impactful Curry impacts the game he impacts the game at, a, at another level I've never seen before because if you on the offensive end do not make a shot it's so much pressure for you not only because you, you're not going to stop the guy he's unguardable his whole I mean not only him himself but he opens up so many other opportunities for his other teammates so it puts so much pressure on you man I have to score on this on this given time you know for a guy at Westbrook you know he had to put up he shot the ball. He put up the ball 29 times. He had 29 shot attempts. That means he was literally thinking about it. That's how impactful Curry does. Yeah, he still finished up with 26 points with Westbrook, but to put it up 29 shots for Durant to put up 26 shots, I mean, he shot 50% from the field, but it was, it was still not enough. Like, all of this is still not enough to top this guy Curry and them Warriors. I mean, he puts so much pressure on you. His defense is because of how much pressure he does on the offensive end. I've never seen it. I've never, I mean, we've never seen it. You know, I know Oscar Robinson spoke out, was saying, you know, he is, you know, he, he's probably not the greatest we played in my time in there. You know, we, we were able to bump, you know, guys a little bit. I don't, I don't care. Uh, that, that was then. The game has changed now. It has evolved. Um, it has evolved into a three-point line. Um, there's no excuses for this, for this display. You know, they say, well, at least during this time in there, you do get, you know, defensive schemes are built a little bit more. It doesn't matter. You can put anything against this guy, and it's, it's it, this is incredible to watch. If he keeps this up for another, I'll say, three or four seasons, maybe five seasons. Maybe I'll go four to five seasons. If he keeps this level of the way he's playing, and it, it doesn't have to be the, like this season. It doesn't have to be better. Like, just around the way he's impacted the game. If he keeps this up for the next four or five years, there's no doubt about he'll be the greatest basketball player of all time. There's no question. I mean, he puts 
I don't care. Yeah, he scores the ball. Everybody is a big fan about, you know, putting the ball in the basket, three-point shot. Everybody loves, you know, shooters. You are, are the hardest people to guard is a great shooter. But for him to do it at a point guard position and still in any given moment he could throw assists, for him to, you know, he's not a true great defender, I guess you could say. He's not literally, you know, the top guy on the defensive end, but the way he impacts the game and puts the pressure on the other team, one player, to make sure, hey, we have to score. Because if we don't score and this kid, he gets the ball in his hand, like it's, he's going to put the ball in the basket. We have to match that. We have to match that basketball intensity. I don't know how you how you stop a guy like this. You know, I was talking with some friends over the weekend. I'm like, why, why don't teams, why didn't Russell Westbrook just get Curry in the post, you know, with, you know, put, putting Westbrook on the post with Curry, you know, with his back to the basket and just post up and go one-on-one. Get this guy in foul trouble. Get him off the court. You know, beat him up a little bit since you can't really grab him on the defensive end and he's pulling up from 40 feet with ease. Then, you know, you got to get this. You got to find a way to stop him. I don't know if teams are going to start running traps. You know, we may see that more in the playoffs a little bit. Um, because if it's one-on-one, it, there's no way this guy's going down. It's it's starting to become disgusting how well, how crazy this guy's going to take over the game, how he can drop 46 points in just 38 minutes. I mean, literally, if Draymond Green wasn't on that team, he would not have had 14 assists, 14 rebounds. Because I think it's because of the way how Curry is putting the ball in the net from an assistant standpoint. And also, you got a Klay Thompson on your side as well, who is the second-best shooter in the NBA right now as well. That's hard to stop. It's, 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 getting, it's starting to get ridiculous now. It's starting to get really unbelievable. It's, it's, it's unreal to me how a guy like Steph Curry can do the things that he's doing right now. And he, the best part about it, at the end of you know games and he's talking to interview, he's still saying the, bet, the best is yet to come. I mean, it's crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Kurt Feltkeller on the lines calling in from the LBC. What's going on, brother? I'm sorry I'm late and tardy. Hey, it's, it's better to be late than not be here at all. I appreciate you calling in. <laughs> hey, so I'm I'm listening to what you say about uh, about Kwame's man crush, yes, Steph Curry. And so, what are your thoughts on how Oscar Robertson is treating him? Is that he's an absolute nobody? Right, and I, I discussed that a little bit. I did talk about it for okay. a quick second, but I didn't get too far into it. Um, the way that you know Oscar Robinson kind of dis, in my standpoint, is disrespectful. But I get where Oscar, you know, paying homage to you know the great Oscar Robinson, averaging triple doubles. You know, no one has done it. Um, right. The game has evolved, though, Oscar. Yeah. Teams yeah. are teams are you know doing defensive schemes they are trying their best you know in today's era i know there's a three-point line and everything it's evolved but still the way that this guy impacts a defense because how powerful his offensive game is it's incredible it's unheard of it's unreal i'm sorry like i even if he did play back in the 60s where you could bump him a little bit when this guy gets a shot off because he plays a point guard position it's automatic i don't i think you gotta pay the respect so um, what's your take on it? What's your take on what Oscar Robinson had to say? I'm really with you on this one, Demery. I'm disappointed that he doesn't um, 
take into account how much the game has changed. Mm-hmm. And that it is not the same game that he played. You know, here was a guy who was six foot four and, you know, 230 pounds. Right. You know, usually averaged, you know, 10 to 12 rebounds a game, 10 to 12 assists a game, and 20 to 25 points a game. Right. I mean, he was truly remarkable in every sense of the word, but the game has changed. And to your point that I was going to bring this up is that defensively, you've got to look at two to three guys have to always have at least one eye on Steph Curry on defense. He mm-hmm. occupies two to three guys. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're playing one-on-one. They're, they're manning him up, but no one can stay with him. His handle is so good. His shooting is ridiculous. And mm-hmm. he's playing with a level of confidence right now that just can't be surpassed. And you know, there's nobody, we have not seen something like this before. Um, and, you know, it, it's it's nice to see. I just love the way Steph Curry handles everything well. I love his demeanor. I love that he has fun, yet he's very respectful to, to the elders like the Oscar Robertsons and the others that have paved the way for him. Yeah. But he, he's something special. And, and, again, as the three of us have talked about before, here's a guy that that just two years ago was considered like the 112th best player in the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, in two years, mm-hmm. he's now <laughs> the, the predominant player. He, he holds, he truly is holding court every night. Yeah. Uh, and in a way that I think more basketball fans can identify with, and I think that what I like is that it's changing before it was nothing but I want to learn how to jump high and slam slam every dunk. Now kids are talking about how they want to handle the ball more and how they want to be able to make the kind of passes that Steph Curry makes and right. be a shooter. Right. I mean, he, he's phenomenal. I, I, I think he's <laughs> I think he's the best thing that's come along in this game in a very very long time. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you nailed it on the head, basically on when this guy brings a ball up the court. He at least three, two to three guys have to pay attention, you know, or yeah. in in guarding mode of him, but, you know, still had to deal with a body in front of him for the two other guys. But it's, you know, it, it, with the level of confidence he's at right now, it's yeah, it's unheard of. And, you know, I was, <laughs> I text you guys the next day because I was still, like, reminiscing on, like, <laughs> <laughs> that display last night. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm just now getting to, like, I, I was just thinking about the game after on Saturday night, Sunday came around yeah. and I text you guys. I'm like, can we at least talk yeah. about that last shot? Like how? Oh, my goodness. Ridiculous. How much, how, <laughs> like how much manhood did you need <laughs> to take that shot? Yeah. How much manhood you got in you? Oh, oh he, yeah, yeah. But you know, you nailed it. It's the confidence level that he's playing with right now. And it's oh. not only that, but this team, this team has such a unique, uh, cohesion to it right now. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I know that there was a shouting match apparently with Jermon Green, and and apparently he doesn't feel like he's getting enough shots or something. But but you know, Traymon is, is going to do what he needs to do to make sure that the team wins. Right. And that's I think he puts team first. It may have been a bit of frustration, but I think he definitely realizes as long as the team is winning. And winning like this, it's ridiculous. Kwame and I have a uh, 
a bet with somebody that <laughs> that for sure there's no way that they could go 25 and 5 and he was chirping all last week saying that he was already counting the Saturday night's win with Oklahoma City yeah because Westbrook was going to shut him down yeah which this just in Westbrook can shut just about anybody down but yeah. apparently not Steph Curry no <laughs> not even close no and I'm a huge Westbrook fan. Like, I oh, yeah. I talk about Westbrook all the time on the show, and I couldn't wait for this matchup, this rematch. I'm like, Westbrook is not going to allow that to happen again. And it, yeah. Curry put on an even better performance, not oh. n- not not in Oakland, in your house. Yeah. <laughs> we did yeah. this in front of, like, there's, I, I think at, by, the, by this time and standpoint of the game, I think Westbrook, for the first time, probably put his hands up in the locker rooms like, Hey, <laughs> this guy's unstoppable. I, I can't. All of them had to do it. All of them took a shot at trying to guard him. Yes. Ibaka was trying to guard him. Yes. It just was impossible. <laughs> yes. I mean, he'll jack it from thirty-eight feet, no problem. And, and yeah, and, and Russell Bo- Russell Westbrook does not shy away from anyone. He would tell you, I, I, I will go toe to toe with you. Uh, I don't care if you're a big man. I don't care who you. I will go toe to toe with you. Yep. He, and Curry stepped all over him. And went to a whole yeah. other echelon. I mean, my goodness. Um, yeah, nobody has the kind of dog that uh, Westbrook does because he no. he will he will dog anybody. He's right. not afraid. And, and Draymond, afraid. yeah, and Draymond Green, shut your mouth. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the ride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're not going. It, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens because what he doesn't realize, like so many people that played with Steve Nash with the Phoenix Suns, is that once they left the Suns. Mm-hmm. They suddenly became no names again. Yes, and but Nash made them great. And yeah, Steph Curry can score, but do not dismiss how he handles the ball and distributes. He runs that team. Yes, he, does. he scores. He scores a lot, but he gets everybody involved. I, I I've not seen anybody with with that combination of talent of of shooting and passing and dribbling like him. He's. He is if if you could try to make the perfect point guard, he's it in my mind. Right, right, he is. And yeah. and Draymond, you know, just, just sit back and enjoy the ride. You shot zero for eight that game. I don't need you tonight's not your night, buddy. <laughs> I'm going for forty six. <laughs> tonight is not your night. Tomorrow night you may get it. Well, I'll make you look good. I, I'll make you have fourteen okay. assists, fourteen rebounds, in which Draymond <laughs> finished with six steals, four blocks. Draymond yeah. scoring tonight's not your night, man. Sit down, have yep. a seat, watch the show, please. Exactly, especially when you're <laughs> over. You should never be getting lippy when you're over. No, just don't be getting lippy. <laughs> you settle it down. I need more shots. No, you don't. No, you did not. No, no. As it turns out, you don't need to make this number look any worse than it already does. <laughs> hey, what's up? What's up with the frustration going on in Cleveland right now? I mean, I know they're on a little skid. Um, once again, yeah. they they just don't look comfortable playing with one another. I don't know what the LeBron um, roster they put together, if it's uh, something you can trust. Obviously, they're still, to me, clearly the best team in the East. But, you know, we're talking championships or busts with this team. So, yeah. Kyrie Irving yeah, has talked about his frustration. You know, you know, what's your take on where they're at right now with this losing skid that they're on? I, I continue to contend that until they put LeBron James at point forward full-time. They're moving the point guard full-time. Mm-hmm. And, and run everything through him. 
because he does distribute. He gets everything going. If he is not the guy handling the ball, everybody stands around. There's too much ISO play when you watch them. Right. You know, every once in a while, you see glimpses of how good they can be. Right. But they can't consistently put it together because, you know, LeBron is thinking, hey, I'm a forward. I've got to be doing this. I've got to be doing that. Make him your point guard. Call it. It's done. It's over. You're the point guard. You're the best. You, you are, well, you'll be, you're the second best point guard in the league mm-hmm. and threatening number one when you put him at point guard. He can be as devastating as Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just don't understand why they, you know, and I don't know if it's LeBron pushing back or not, but man, this is so obvious to me. Maybe i, I got to ask myself, am I stoned or stupid? It seems <laughs> obvious. It seems obvious, but somehow I'm not figuring this out. Mm-hmm. So no, I I agree. And with LeBron, you know, not playing that last yesterday in Washington, um, you know, they came up short. I mean, John Wall had a phenomenal game, but uh, Kyrie Irving, you know, talk about his frustrations. I mean, literally, he is frustrated once again because I remember before he got the, uh, before LeBron got to Cleveland and before they made this huge change in Cleveland, yeah. he was you know he was the guy, but he also had frustrations. And once again. Yeah. He's frustrated again, and I think it yeah. could, you know, be a negative impact for that locker room because they're looking at Kyrie and LeBron as the two stars, and a guy like right. Kyrie who's not, who hasn't been healthy. Um, last night he had 28 points, was shot nine of 20, and you yeah. know, where did you know? It, it's just this guy has to like buy into the whole. I don't, I don't think he likes to be in fact being a uh, number two guy or being the side. Uh, getting the ball out of his hand you know what I'm saying like I don't think he I think he loves being a point guard he loved David Blatt as a coach and you know with Black gone now you know I don't think he's really liking where he's headed to now I I think you gotta say hey Kyrie you're a number two you're the number two guard you're a shooting guard that's what I want you to score Mm -hmm. you just keep moving you get in the position we'll get you the ball in position where you can score and I think he's a scorer and I don't know why he'd be frustrated with that. And, you know, because LeBron would get him the ball. Right. He would get him the ball and, and chances for him to score. And I'm not sure there's a lot of people that can stop him. You know, he is, he's an incredible scorer. He is. So, again, if we take where I think they fit best, you put LeBron at point guard, you put Kyrie as your shooting guard, um, and, and let him just score like crazy. Mm-hmm. I just don't get this. Why is this a difficult discussion to have? Yeah. I, I think it serves both masters, if you will. Even though I hate I hate having two masters, but it seems like there's two masters here. There's LeBron and Kyrie, but Kyrie, fine, you be the scorer. Right. And and I think one other thing, Demi, and I'd ask you this, have have they just played LeBron too much? I mean, Popovich does such a great job of resting his stars. You know, LeBron is still averaging over 40 minutes a game. Right. Is he just get? I mean, he's not a young man anymore. I mean, he's a young man, but in NBA years, right. he's got a lot of wear on those tires. Of course. Um, before, yeah, definitely before we get out of here because we got to close the show. But I think they have played him a little too much. I think he's played at a level, a role where he did not expect to play this much. But it's only because they still have no chemistry. They don't know. Yeah. They don't know their identity still to this day. 
they are winning games, yeah. but it's it's like how do we win that? How do we win that game? You know, you looking at these last games, like how do you how do we win? How do we lose that? There's no identity right. set, so it's kind of like we can't take the guy, the starter off the court if we don't if we can't even wrap the team around him. So, you know, it's yeah. it's disappointing, but he will have to play. I mean, they're trying to rest him, and it's weird at resting times that they're doing it. You're on a two game losing streak, you rest him, and now you lose another third game. Now it's like. What, what is going on in Cleveland? You know, it builds frustration. So, um, yeah, now you start worrying about Toronto. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Kwame Lester Sports Talk Show, we got to get out of here. Thank you for Kurt for calling in uh, from the LBC. And we will be back tomorrow. Uh, this here is Demi Lachey. Thank you for tuning in. And we'll catch you all tomorrow. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.